0: I-Y-O dot com Welcome back everybody to another episode of Weight Break Podcast Today on the show I'm joined by returning guest David Morneau So this is the podcast where we talk about growth, marketing, and e-commerce, retail, direct-to-consumer. Today, we're going to be talking about exactly that. David's been on the podcast like at least three times before. Still don't know how to pronounce his last name, even though we talk like every day. But welcome back.
1: Thanks, Dylan, for having me. It's a real pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah. So people who don't know you and what you do, the podcast has grown a lot since you've last been on the show. Give us a quick overview of your agency at software company InBeat, and we'll go from there.
1: Yeah. Congrats on the growth, man. That's pretty killer. Uh, yeah, thank good you. Job. Appreciate it. Hey. So yeah, we are um, InBeat Agency. Uh, we run essentially. There's two things that we do. Well, we ha- we are InBeat. We have InBeat Agency and InBeat Platform. InBeat Agency is you know we create user generated content for um, online brands, e-commerce, and mobile application, and we run paid ads for them as well. We also do micro influencer marketing. But that's transitioning more into paid media as we roll along. And on the other side, we have a MB platform, which is a a software that allows brands to connect with top quality creators at scale. So really, again, to create that user generated content. So that's about it in a nutshell.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And you're working with companies like Pros, Soylent, Nordstrom, and kind of everything in between. Also, you touched a little bit on the app side. SaaS side a little bit too. Uh, but mostly focused yeah, we on attracting and we run, e-commerce.
1: We run campaigns all across the board. We just worked with New York City voting to get the vote out for campaigns. So I was really No cool. way. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's tons of cool campaigns that we're running out. Uh yeah. Really interesting. Dude, that's
0: awesome. So you worked across a lot of different things, mostly focused on growth marketing through influencer, like you said, yeah. a lot of TikTok. What is the current I mean, it's an interesting year so far, right? Um, you know, heading into recession, maybe already there, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to talk about that. But like, what are you seeing in terms of marketing? Like how are brands operating? What's working? What's not? And just like, what's the overall performance looking like on your side?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, right now it's kind of interesting. We have like reducing budgets across the board in terms of paid media. So like the CPM across the board, is getting a bit lower on the e-commerce side. CPA is still pretty high. Um, the brand, the, the game we're seeing a lot of brands play is kind of like, hey, lower the CAC as much as possible and win on the LTV with email marketing and SMS marketing after on the back end. So, on the paid media and influencer marketing side, we're seeing brands like predict a, a payback period of three to six months. So, it's a lot less generous than it once was, but that's really the game that we're seeing a lot. And in terms of, where the influencers fit in there, we're seeing a lot of people using micro influencers to create, um, the creatives that they use in their advertising efforts. So what people refer to now as of user generated content. So that's really the, the name of the game right now, create content with micro influencers, use that in your marketing mix, lower the CAC as much as possible, test, test, test. And that's, yeah, that's the game we're playing right now.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, You know, I think too, like it's been, and I've talked about this on the podcast, it's been so easy for lack of a better word. Not easy, but like you could just be really lazy with your numbers and with your marketing because the Facebook algorithm was so good. Like now it's more difficult because you really have to like nail your marketing. You have to nail the positioning in advance. You have to nail the creative in advance. It's not just like, oh, let's throw everything and see what sticks. Like you kind of got to up at a level. And then like you said too, like, we're seeing the same thing like with email and SMS, you know, it's something where it's like, it used to kind of be like this nice to have bit of an afterthought, like the brands who figured it out grew a lot faster, but now it's not enough to like just have email and just do email. Like if you have a good email program, it's actually significantly hampering you're not just leaving money on the table, but it's hampering your growth too. Like you said, because the real model is like get that CAC as low as possible, like you're saying, and then win with the LTV on the back end and push the AOV up, everything up. Which um you know is really difficult to do across the board. But we're yeah we're seeing the exact same thing.
1: Yeah, and I mean I mean right now across the board, I don't know what you're seeing across your your client roster, but we're seeing people measure like fully loaded CAC where they'll just look at like hey, what's our marketing budget and how many new customers did we get. And then let's divide that by the other. And that's your CAC, you know, cause like Facebook is telling you you're getting 2.5 right. ROAS. TikTok is telling you too. There's very little attributions, a mess right now. It's just a big mess. So it's hard for brands to kind of track. Like really, if you look at like all the attribution, you look at Pinterest, Snapchat, you know, Google and whatnot, and then you take all those numbers and you add them up, you'll get more revenues than you actually have. Cause they all try to steal the attribution, right? Cause that's, that's what we're seeing. So yeah. The yeah. attribution window right now is really just a trend line. You want to get it as a trend line and nothing more.
0: Yeah. That's the same thing we do even on the email and SMS side. Attribution's always been, it's never perfect, but like even like in platforms, So we use Clavio with a lot of our clients. Clavio is a sponsor of the podcast. Shout out to Klaviyo. Um, but even their attribution window, it's like, it's not going to be perfect because really nothing's perfect. If something had perfect attribution, we would all be using that platform. Um, and the other thing is, especially today in like omni-channel marketing world, you could have multiple things influencing sales, but the way we always look at it, even on the email side is like, it is like, you're saying it's a general indicator and kind of no matter what the numbers all add up to be percentage wise, you want that number to be bigger last month than next month. And so if your number is going up, that's good. Even if it's, you know, let's say 10% wrong, like you still want to get that number up into the right versus the previous month. It's not like it was correct in the first place to begin with and just continue to optimize from there. What um, what are you seeing? Like, are you seeing more brands spend into TikTok? Because I know like that's kind of like all the rage right now. Everyone's been talking about yeah. TikTok for the last two years now. And i um, curious what you're seeing on that side.
1: Oh, very interesting landscape on TikTok. So a lot of creators are looking for other ways to make money than they're following because it's hard to grow. So there's a bunch of new creators that are freelancing content creation for online brands. TikTok additionally came out with a TikTok creator marketplace. And at the same time, they also have a TikTok ad library that allows so what, people to. S-
0: what is creator marketplace?
1: Yeah. Apologies. Yeah. I just ran into that. So it's kind of a, they is it created you? a marketplace. It's a, a feature they've been playing with. It's not that great, to be honest. I wish it was. It would make our job a lot easier. But then again, it kind of makes our job more useful. So. Yeah, we'll take it as it is. But, you know, it just allows you to match with creators, negotiate with them, see their metrics and whatnot. So pretty cool tool on that front. But not all creators are on there. So there's there's some missing components for sure.
0: So is what they're trying to do is like basic. Are they trying to make it so then they're the middleman on all the deals?
1: Yeah. So TikTok is going full, full Chinese business model on this, right? And, and I don't know if you're aware of what WeChat does. WeChat is like, you know, it's it's a messenger app, but essentially it's a payment method. It's it owns it's everything, everything. right? All it's I an Android. Like... It's an yeah. It's an yeah. iOS within an iOS. It allows you to run your entire life from A to Z. You'll be able to chat, play games, pay social media, all all in one single app, right? It's like kind of the if they created Android inside Android and like, hey, we are like the operating system. So that's kind of like the WeChat model. TikTok is going the same route. They're going right now, they're they're the news are are going in the direction hey tiktok is going search engine and they're releasing search ads and they're going search engine so you're going to be able to search like restaurants near me in tiktok right super interesting, interesting. Angle, and then what are the yeah.
0: results it's like i know everyone joked in the pandemic um that's when i was on tiktok i had to delete it uh because i was too addicted but like you could say you're like brunch new york brunch new york brunch new york and then like the you just speak that into your phone and then like the recommendations come up so like now are they trying to like make that a search feature so you type yeah, like, exactly the best burger yeah. in new york and then people are like
1: yeah, exactly this yeah, is the best
0: awesome. burger i've had in new york and then like that's how it works
1: and i think i think you know they're i think what they're doing that's super interesting they're, they're just taking vertical short form video and kind of applying it to everything right it's a, it's, a, Dude, it's a very that is nice so way to, smart man yeah it is it is because it's a much better you know like google is broken as a search engine right and i can get into that instagram search it's broken, engine is
0: even more but, broken
1: yeah yeah i mean yeah exactly for Google, it's like top 10 results are like all the same article rewritten with two extra sections to better right. please the Google algorithm, right? So there's like <laughs> no new stuff. It's like an article so from true. 2022 that cites an article from 2021 that cites an article from anyway, it's like super. Well, it broken makes sense because
0: I don't trust anything from Google. I don't even remember what yeah. I was trying to look up the other day, but I was looking something up and I was like. One of those where it's like New York Times, this business insider, this, and then that I'm like, none of these have the actual uh, answers um, that I'm looking for. That's so interesting. Quick
1: quick life hack, man, that I use a whole bunch and that's probably going to get broken at some point. But when I look for recommendation, I always add Reddit at the end of my modifier. Right. And it's like, dude, it's actually a legit search query. Like, you know, it's like, I think brands are going to catch on to it. Marketers are going to break it. You know, there's going to be, but you usually get a lot more genuine answers than like wire cutter. I don't even know if Wirecutter is genuine, to be honest. I just know they make a shit ton of money from affiliate commissions. So I'm not trusting of them, but yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, I think it was in the beginning when it was started. Um, and then I think now, I mean, it's owned by the New York Times. It's so bloated. At the end of the day, a company like the New York Times, they're trying to optimize for revenue. So, you know, let's say, you know, you're reviewing a desk chair because I'm sitting in one. It's like if, they're, if you have two chairs, they both feel relatively the same and one's going to offer you a significantly higher commission. It's like, I'm sure listeners know too because they have deals on wire cutters. So I'm sure they know how it works. Yeah. But. And now a quick break for a word from our sponsor, Okendo. Okendo is the new standard in customer reviews for high growth Shopify brands. We use them with our clients and they work with over 5,500 of the fastest growing Shopify retailers like Skims, Nomad, and Buck Mason to help them leverage their most powerful asset, their customers. Okendo gives brands all the tools they need to capture and showcase customer-generated content like product reviews and ratings, photos and videos, and Q&A. Plus, they have an awesome integration with Klaviyo that makes it easy to do cool stuff like send review request emails and target shoppers based on review content. With super affordable monthly subscriptions starting at $29 a month, it's really a no-brainer to me. Visit okendo.io to learn more today. That's O-K-E-N-D-O dot I-O, Okendo. Thanks, Okendo, for sponsoring the show. Good. Dude, that's so interesting. And so they're doing that. I saw they're also experimenting with taking the bio, the LinkedIn bio, out of accounts. Have you heard of that?
1: I mean, yeah, full China model, right? It's really like keep you in the platform. I mean, Facebook. Have you heard of,
0: kind of them of... doing that? Do they... No, well, I haven't what heard of them do doing it... that. So I saw this. Apparently what they're doing, and this, I, I just randomly came across this, is they're removing link in bio on certain accounts. And then I think they're going to add a link in bio as a paid feature too. Like, so if you want to yeah. link out of your bio, you have to pay.
1: I mean, good way to monetize, right? It's kind of- I mean, dude, they're really figuring this out. <laughs> yeah, I think, but they're trying a bunch of things and they're definitely being novel about it. But like, you know, Interesting. here's the thing. You know, I think Facebook is an example of like a company that had distribution for the longest time that added tons of feature and none of the features were successful. Right. Right. Like Facebook has marketplace, and I feel like they haven't milked that at all. Like they haven't, and they haven't done what they could. So I don't know, man. I, I'm curious to see, like, if TikTok is like we're really bullish on it. But is it just going to become a big organization that's super bloated and that creates tons of bloatware on top of what's his his magic formula? You know, they're they're they're, they're releasing all these things. Are they going to work? You know, because how many features right. has Facebook released? How many were successful? Like, where does their bread and butter come from right now? Yeah. The newsfeed, same exact thing that was working right. when they started. Like everything else, Facebook dating, Facebook this, Facebook that, you know. It's yeah. yeah.
0: The only thing that worked is yeah, that and stories. I feel like stories was a really great ad.
1: Thank um, you, Snapchat, for the uh, R and D on that yeah. one. right? <laughs> yeah.
0: What's funny is people didn't think that would work, which is interesting because now Reels is growing massively. I was also shocked to see YouTube Shorts. So um, I listen to music on YouTube. I'll open that. I remember about a year ago at this time seeing YouTube Shorts, you know, maybe a top short would have like a thousand likes, 2000 likes, because most people like it wasn't really in the algorithm yet. I'm guessing they were like testing some things now um, what I'm seeing a lot of creators do is they cross post to each platform. So they post on TikTok, then they post on YouTube and then they post on Instagram. And this one guy, I saw him on an Instagram reel with a million likes. And then I went and on YouTube, he randomly popped up and I looked and he has a million likes there. And so like, they're just tripling their engagement across all these, um, these different platforms that do the same TikTok feed. What are your thoughts on Instagram reels that coming in? Like, is that going to do what the story did to Snapchat and kill it? Or what are we thinking on that?
1: So here's how I view it, right? Instagram is TikTok is YouTube is Instagram. They're all copying each other. They're going towards like a very similar business. Like, I mean, this vertical reels, did you see the new Instagram update almost indistinguishable from that they pulled
0: out right away because Kim Kardashian was like, take this back.
1: Yeah. 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 But they're going. I think it's coming.
0: I think that's going to be. I think it's like yes, there was backlash, but listen, even before Instagram's not afraid. Zuck will roll out the feature and say "screw you" and forget about you, and then just roll it out, and that's that. He's done it
1: before. It's a red. It's a red sea market. You know, there's a limited number of hours you have in a day, and you have YouTube competing against TikTok, competing against Instagram, and they're just competing for that. You know, teenagers are spending, I think, six hours of screen time a day. You know, you only have six on hours, TikTok? right? That you can, yeah. No, on on different social media, but TikTok oh, okay. is the clear leader, and YouTube sure. is second, and Instagram is a mere third. You know, and Instagram has the bad spot, dude, because they're 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 a messaging app for teenagers, right? Like gen- the, the teenagers are using are using Instagram DMs as a way to communicate, but you don't get a lot of ad placements in DMs, right? It's just weird. It's wanky to put ad placements there. So time right. spent in DMs is worth zero dollars essentially, for for an advertiser.
0: Well, that's really interesting. So, if they can push people to reels, they can get more ad dollars in reels, and then those get sent around in the DMs like crazy. Uh, yeah.
1: So, exactly. what's actually? What's
0: let's jump into some tactics too, because I know you're you you guys are working across a bunch of different brands. Like I said, everything from pros to Nordstrom to software companies and apps and different things like that. What um what's actually working on TikTok these days? Or like what's the what's the playbook? What's working? Uh, what are you seeing?
1: I mean, yeah, so there's like the classic kind of ads, you know, like three reasons why this changed my life kind of video. These work really well. I mean, they'll drive a they'll drive a good cack across the board if you And know so what does that look like? Props.
0: So it's like let's say like, I'm ritual vitamins, yeah, for example
1: three reasons why um, you're feeling tired, right? And then, you know, you place the product in there at at the middle of the placement, right? You're like, oh, maybe you're lacking magnesium, right? Whatever, that could be an example. Then you have to check, does it respect guidelines on that front and whatnot? But that's kind of the example. That's kind of the educational approach. Three reasons why your hair are broken or why, you know, why uh, why your location is affecting your hair, right? And then you give three reasons and then you place the product in the middle of the video. That's working really well across the board. Um, and what kind know, of
0: CAC are you seeing on that? When you say like that works really well for decreasing CAC and this is organic, like you're sourcing like a certain amount of influencers for brands and then going out and giving them that format to post.
1: Yeah. Organic to then to pay because the organic on this kind of, content does not perform at all. You can just imagine people are not going to share that. Like be, oh my God, look at this video, right? It just doesn't- Right, it's like a guy face
0: planting onto a rock. Like that'll go viral, but it's obviously not going to drive any revenue.
1: Exactly, exactly. So you want want like a good sweet spot and you want to amplify it through Spark Ads. So Spark Ads is just the ability to run budget behind the influencer's content. So influencer posts, there's their social media, they give you a small
0: code. Is this whitelisting within the TikTok platform?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Much simpler than whitelisting, by the way. TikTok figured it out much, much better. I mean, it sounds like, yeah, they're getting really ahead. It's a code. Get, the influencer gives you a code. You plug that code, dude. The, the whitelisting, I don't know if you've ever experienced with that. If any listeners experience with that, it's a crap show. This thing is a crap show to deal with. It's 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 annoying as heck.
0: Interesting. And so what does it look like after? So you get the creator to do that. Three reasons why you get their code and then you link it up and then you control how much spend. Does the creator get a kickback on the spend or how does that all work? No,
1: no, they don't. Depending on how you structure the deal with them. But usually we- So you still broker the
0: deal independently. Like it's not like TikTok automatically feeds back like 5%. No, exactly.
1: Okay. Exactly. Got it. But it works amazingly well. And in terms of CAC, it's interesting, right? Depending on the brand, we're going to see, you know, it, it. so Facebook is still like, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners know Facebook is still the acquisition engine. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of CAC, we're seeing anything that's 20% above or below what we're seeing on Facebook. So let's say you're seeing a $300 CAC, LTV for the client is you know $600, whatever you how you want to measure it. You're gonna see 450 on. You're gonna see anywhere from 200 to 450 on TikTok. So it's gonna range in those waters. And that really depends on your product, right? And the TikTok algorithm is less um if it, uh it is less good than the, the the Facebook one so the the broader you're you're targeting on TikTok the better what i mean is like if you have a target a product that appeals to mo- a lot of people then you're going to get a killer result like think vitamins right that can apply to a lot of people right. vitamins but if you're selling coffee. you know horse saddling yeah exactly if you're selling sort of selling horse saddles like the CAC is going to be very high they say you can target through hashtags our paid media team says otherwise we've tried a bunch of that it's not working as well and quick tip on you know the tiktok algorithm if you're running any ads on tiktok is really optimized for add to carts that's just good, better with the the algorithm than actually optimizing for purchases which is super in- interesting in itself but yeah yeah TikTok, that's super uh, interesting tiktok algorithm is nowhere near where instagram is Insta, instagram and, and facebook it, it, the, the, this is still the the way to the media by, but you should put your ship on TikTok right now because it's where it's going to be in two years from now.
0: Yeah. It's going to get dialed in. I mean, it's interesting to think about because I, I said this, I forget when I said this, I think 2020, because I downloaded TikTok, even like getting the initial TikTok algorithm hit, like when you first yeah. get it, it doesn't hit at first, but after like 20 minutes of of usage and then after like two months, dude, it knows what you're thinking before you're thinking of it. And once they crack that on the ad side, it's going to be insane. I feel like it's going to be like Facebook in 2015, 2016, all over again, where you're going to go, you know, ROI positive on the first sale, Uh, just because their content algorithm is just so good, like way better than anything before.
1: I think so. Here's here's, here's my concern, right? For DTC brands. What do you think? I think that big brands are much faster than it used to be. Like they've already, they've already they've already taken the digital marketing pill, right? That one is 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 accounted right. for, right? So it, it their the transition to TikTok. We're seeing a lot more budget move towards TikTok much faster than it was moving towards Facebook. So DTC brands that are more on the lower kind of budget side of, of the spectrum that are you know spending let's say a hundred thousand a month and below, right? Let's say in that range, give or take, you know. They're going to have a hard time moving that budget to TikTok as soon as these big brands start coming with their, you know, their big ass budgets to the platform. And that's going to be that's going to be happening much quicker than it happened with Facebook. Much, much quicker.
0: And now a quick break for a word from our sponsor, Recharge. The subscription market is predicted to grow to nearly 500 billion dollars by 2025. As a fast growing area in commerce, subscriptions hold tremendous opportunities to build a community of customers who share your values. Recharge is the leading subscription management solution, helping e-commerce merchants of all sizes launch and scale subscription offerings. Recharge powers the growth of over 15,000 subscription merchants and their communities, turning one-time transactions into long-term customer relationships. Whether you're a direct-to-consumer business or an omni-channel brand, subscriptions strengthen your brand's relationship with your customers and make it easy for consumers to make repeat purchases. With subscriptions, merchants are able to experience predictable revenue, increased customer loyalty, and higher average order values. Turn transactions into relationships and experience seamless subscription commerce with Recharge. Get started today with the subscription payment solution trusted by over 50 million subscribers worldwide by heading over to rechargepayments.com forward slash e-commerce leaders. And now back to the show. They learned yeah. the hard way on Facebook. And yeah. at the end of the day, yeah, everyone just wants to keep their job and keep doing well. And, yeah. If people keep talking about TikTok, 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 and their niece is on TikTok, they're going to definitely move that over it. Yeah. So exactly. what, what much do you-
1: faster, much faster.
0: So what should those like high growth DTC brands do that aren't quite like the large brand yet?
1: Test, test, test on TikTok. Start spending on TikTok. Move 15, 20% of your budget there. Try to replicate your CAC. And then um, like, so here's here's what happens, right? Another thing that you're going to see with TikTok is it doesn't scale as well as Facebook does.
0: I was just going to ask about that. Like, yeah. how's it scale? So-
1: Yeah. So like, let's say, let's say, you know, like there's a, there's a sweet spot that, you know, we see like, you know, past $50,000 a month, the budget becomes really hard to scale on TikTok much harder than it is on Facebook. Facebook has like unlimited room for scale. TikTok grow the ad fatigue, uh, ad fatigue being like a creative is ran after you spend $20,000 on it. The CPA cost per action on it starts going up significantly. The ad fatigue on, on, on TikTok is much higher than it is on is much faster rather than it is on Facebook. So it seems Facebook is distributing the content much better. Why do you think that
0: is? Any idea?
1: Like basic kind of machine learning principle. It seems like it's over-optimizing for a specific audience too quickly. What you will Mm -hmm. see is kind of like your CPM will be at around, let's say $10 for an example. Then at the end of like, once you start hitting ad fatigue, your CPM is going to be at around sixty dollars per 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 thousand. So it's like it goes up really quick. It, it narrows out an audience that's very specific to that, and it kind of piggyholes your creative into that audience. So you can reduplicate the ad sets. You, there's a bunch of things you can create new campaigns to reset the algorithm, re-enter that testing phase because it it, it, it seems to be over optimizing too quickly.
0: Got it. So it's like basically on that initial, it's like, oh, wow, these people are converting really well. But like that total audience is a hundred thousand versus a million when it could scale out to that million audience that's right next to it. Uh, yeah. But instead it's like, oh, this is better. <laughs> they made the algorithm exactly. too smart.
1: <laughs> exactly. And then so, you, but it, it starts piggy holing you because you you just, you can't scale that creative whatsoever. So how do
0: you get around that? You just keep, because you don't know if it's the creative or the ad spend. And then does it does it get better past 500K? Do we know? Like, has anybody figured no, that out yet? Or? No,
1: not at all. Oh, like, really? I really? Mean, because what you're going to track <laughs> in paid media is your frequency, right? You're going to say, okay, like how many people, how many times are people seeing my ad, right? And then that's kind of what you're looking at. You're going to be looking at that. But then again, you so know, So it's like, really it's-
0: easy to saturate TikTok in a sense of those, that small group that you are able to target. Those people are going to know about you,
1: but it's yeah, harder to exactly. break
0: out beyond that. Okay. Interesting. Then so then what you can, do you guys the- do to the- do that?
1: Yes, so sir, go create ahead. create 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 content from very vast array of creators so get people from different ethnicities different age groups try to use those those benchmarks as a way to create more more like to piggy hole into different audience segments so that throw you can a cat grow this in there yeah exactly throw a cat you know but like yeah that's that's what you have to do you have to go and test different concepts and then like you said it yourself, you know, people like it's because if you go on TikTok, right? And then the interesting hack that we do, right? When we work with a client is we create a TikTok account that we call like uh inbeat.research, whatever. And we create a specific TikTok account for that and we DM all inspiration to that TikTok account. And that TikTok account will view those things, those those videos that we DM to it. And then it becomes super optimized for that. Cause if you if you consume TikTok on a new account, I don't know if you've done it. Like you said, it takes 20 minutes, and the algorithms got you figured out and piggyholed into a very specific type of content. So there's like, right. there's like, it's like, there's like, it's like you can imagine it this way. There's like a hundred channels on TikTok. Let's put a it hundred. It's probably right. a lot more, but like people are seeing very different content on TikTok. The content you're seeing and the content I'm seeing, not the same at all. So we don't like we need to create content for these different personas, right? Because they're not consuming the same content at all. Some people are consuming much more, you know, granular, much more. Um, homegrown type of content some people are their content is much more you know nuanced and tailored and like youtube level production very different types of content on tiktok as a whole so you want to make sure that you address as many of these types of content as you can and a video like a lot of videos on tiktok are gonna like it's dude, that's that's one thing we deal with is like getting these videos that look like complete garbage to the eye. Like, you know, you look at them, yeah. you're like, this is terrible. But yeah, well, basically you like, no, need to working yeah. with
0: influencers. <laughs> yeah. What's the most difficult I part know... of scaling influencer marketing? Working with influencers.
1: Yeah. And, but like, no, but the the content looks bad. The brand guidelines like are like, no, nah, no, nah. the brand manager was like, no, nah, no, nah, that's not good. You know, but like you, you test it and it performs. And I have this one example in my mind of like, like this ad that's just absolutely crushed it for an app we work with. Right. And the guy just starts his video filming with his cell phone and is is filming a Google search where he searched a keyword. And then he's just filming that Google search right up there, right? And it's an image there, like disgustingly ugly. But it's our best performer. It looks disgusting, but it doesn't matter because that's what people don't recognize as an ad. So you want to create content from all Uh different backgrounds and you want to make sure that you're not too judgy on like the brand guidelines. You want to have as many content types as you want. As you can have, sorry.
0: So what do you give in terms of brand guidelines to a creator?
1: So two types of creators, right? The creators that need an entire script and that are pretty like, you know, don't have a deep understanding of the thing or, you know, carte blanche, like, hey, creator, here are the USPs, here are the do's and don'ts. You can't say this word because it's not legal. Make sure you do this. Please write <laughs> us a script. And then they write a script and then it's like, oh, the script is actually legit, right? And then we, 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 we make sure that we talk with them to ensure that, you know, hey, like this isn't conversion specific. You should be doing this instead. You know, your beginning isn't hooked enough. So forth, right? We'll give them feedback like that. And then after that, we'll we'll use that content in the ads after they create it.
0: Got it. And then like, what are you doing? Like in terms of testing and like launching new creatives, like, is there a minimum that you see working really well? Like, oh, it doesn't make sense to start doing TikTok unless you're launching like 10 new creatives a week or like, what does that look like?
1: Yeah. I mean, look, I, I would, I would launch, you know, 10 creatives a month would be the bare minimum, you know, depending on your budget. If you're spending a hundred thousand to 500,000, then I recommend launching one creative, like, you know, for every slice of $10,000 every month. And then chopping that, that creative up, you know, the way we do it typically Dylan is we'll make sure that one creator creates different hooks. The hook being the first three second of the video. So like, you know, we want to get three hooks from one creator so that we can test those. You can also test different sounds, you know, make sure like, okay, because people listen to TikTok with sound versus, you know, um, Instagram was not like, you know, Facebook video, for instance, like eight, I think, I don't remember what the numbers were, but a lot of people were listening without sound, but on TikTok, people listen with sound. So you want to test different sounds, different hooks in the beginning. So yeah, every slice of $10,000, one creative and then three hooks per creative.
0: Interesting. And then, when you find something that works, can you scale that concept through multiple creators, or yep, it doesn't yep, 100%, really work? hundred percent.
1: Hundred Yeah, it does. And then we have two two things we consider in-house here. We have, you know, we have content fatigue. So the on the individual ad fatigue, level, and then we have concept fatigue, where it's like, okay, we've we've ran out of this. This concept does not run across different creators because if you have a killer concept with one creator. And this creator is a male 26 year old gamer. Then you're like, okay, let's, let's do the same concept with the 31 year old mom. And let's do the same concept with the 21 year old girl that's in college and let's run these things. Right. And it's going to work. You're going to be, but like at some point you're going to run that, that, that concept is going to hit some fatigue and you're going to want to be finding new, new concepts. So the way you want to want to, you want to run this, it's kind of always find a winning concept, then get, you know, 10 creators to recreate that concept and then I'll go back on the hunt of finding a new concept
0: that way i mean that's yeah. marketing in general and i think it's really yeah, exactly easy to, it's, it's, yeah it's yeah 100 there's like it's it's really hard to especially once you get to scale balance the analytics side and be so data driven but you end up being so data driven that you stop trying anything new and it's what's new that ends up driving those new results so like that's even just a good lesson overall and good reminder i think for brands is you know don't just keep doing more of the same, like definitely do what works and scale it up. And I don't think enough brands do that, but at the same time, like always got to be trying new angles. Um,
1: Because look at this, right? You know, let's say you're a shampoo brand, right? You're a shampoo brand. What are you going to do? You're going to look at the other shampoo brands, what they're doing, right? They're they're already all copying each other. So you're going to find some (laughs) winning concepts there, right? But that's okay. You're going to find those. Those are low hanging fruits. You know, you're going to get the decent CPA. The concept works, blah, blah, blah. Your positioning is different. So you can, you can enter with that positioning. Then again, you know, you're not going to find new ideas by studying like, you know, other shampoo brands because they're all they're all they're they're all studying the crap of each other. Like, if you know, if you're a paid media manager, you know how paid media managers think. And they're always looking for, like, easy hacks, right? They're always looking for an easy way to create an ad without thinking too much about it, right? So, like, the low-hanging fruits of going to copy your competitor, that's one part of the process. And it works, but it's not the only thing. You should be testing new concepts. Complete novel ideas. And the best way to do that is to look at competitors. Not competitors, sorry. Other businesses that are in parallel industries, right? And that's a good way to to kind of...
0: So like if you're shampoo, looking at somebody who does maybe a protein powder or something like that, or...
1: Yeah, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. And then, you know, mobile apps, go look at mobile apps, right? Mobile apps, people mm-hmm. are fantastic. they Like mobile apps, like e-commerce marketers can learn a lot from the mobile app marketing sphere.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Waybreak Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Waybreak Podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day.